Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Jay Cross, how good would you say you are at the guitar? I would say I... Your three choices okay. are beginner, yes. intermediate, yes. or advanced. Probably beginner. Okay, excellent. How would you like to move up to intermediate? I'd really like to be an intermediate guitar player. That's the only thing I've ever wanted to be. Good. That's about as far as you'll get. Yes. Unless Uh-oh. you use Guitar Tricks. Okay, tell me more. Guitar Tricks is an excellent website to teach you how to move from beginner mm-hmm. to intermediate mm-hmm. to advanced guitar. Okay. Whether you're just starting out or whether, you know... You could be, you should be better than you are. Like me. Indeed. Yes. Um, Guitar Tricks uh, will help you move through those stages as a guitar player. And good for you, Jay Cross. We have worked together with Guitar Tricks to bring a 14-day free trial to not only you, but to the listeners of the Guitar Nerds podcast. So that means I can try it for 14 days, and if I'm not into it, just cancel it. You can, indeed. But... I'm probably going to be into it. I think you probably will. Okay. You'll notice a uh, swift advancement of your guitar skills. Excellent. So, do you want to know where you can get this offer? Where can you get the offer? Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. Can you repeat that for me? I can. Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. Is there um, like an app that you can use or do you have to do it on your computer? (laughs) Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks hello and welcome to the guitar nerds podcast i'm your host mark packham joined this evening by jay cross hello and joe branton shalom Oh, oh that was very oh, loud. Well, Why'd you do that? Um, no. Jay, you're not quite in shot there. You probably need to move over slightly I for the, the benefit sh- of those happened? watching. You've moved. You've moved around. Um, thank you if you're joining us live on uh, youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos. Um, and Jay is in the chat if you are watching live. Uh, feel free to have a uh, have a chat with him you know talk about what we're talking about in the episode um or just you know tell us how you're doing that sort of thing um if you are joining us on the audio podcast hello um and uh yeah i think tonight we're going to talk about we're like a week away oh from my now, goodness there is a surprising amount of like news there's considering some, well there's stuff that 
considering we it's know not that Nam yet. isn't even happening. Oh my god! The news. We, don't, that, we can't. I know we can't because I was the one who told you it was embargoed. But that news that I shared yeah. with you both earlier, to, I cannot wait, listeners and viewers, to to be oh, for the 19th of January that's when a load of embargo stuff comes up that's so when now I will starts, be able to yeah so I will be able to uh, maybe we should do something oh I can't wait to drop some of the on the app. 19th that's what the I said absolute you- rubbish that's <laughs> being announced on the 19th is you- unbelievable this is going to be an all time new level of low so the 19th the- is Thursday Okay. We should do, maybe we should do a bonus. I think we should do a bonus Nam podcast on Thursday. Can we? We could do that. I just I don't want us to all have to be here. But maybe we can. Oh, I see. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. It's a lot <laughs> well, of effort. Wait, who do you want to be here? Yeah, no, just, don't you just want me to be, to be here? here. Right. Okay. What I'm saying is a lot of effort for us all to get together to talk about Nam live on the stream. What we could do is from the comfort of our own homes do a little Skype podcast or a little Google Hangouts. Okay. Where we can all. Get together and feel all right. I don't really like uh, Google Hangouts. Why? Okay. Why? No, I, ju- I just don't feel they don't feel as authentic as like a Skype call. That's true. True. You may notice that Matt Knight is uh, not here because he is on his way to Nam, um, doing his thing with Boss. But I'm sure he's going to come out with plenty of stories um, about other things that he's seen on his lunch break and stuff like that. I'm sure we'll hear some things from him. Um, so yeah, we're with that with one Matt Knight down this we week. We are nightless. We are indeed. How are you two been, Jay Cross? You had a show last night. I did, I put on a gig last night, it was very good Oh yeah, my friends went to see that Because the band supporting that band that you always put on Were apparently quite good Dead Swans? Yeah Yeah Yeah, loads of my friends like Dead Swans Okay I just I just find it weird I when, mean, when we have You mean you know, you've got a moustache and a terrible beanie hat And a load of b- really bad tattoos And some of your mates like Dead Swans What are Dead Swans then? They're like a hardcore, They're a hardcore band. band Oh yeah, cool Yeah, yeah. Um so how did the show go? Any, show. any notable gear? Um, not really. What with it being a punk show, the first band had um, the first band was this band called Rough Hands from Brighton, I think, and uh, they had some they had some cool guitars going on. One guitarist was using um, remember that Ibanez kind of like surfy looking. Yeah, I can't remember the model, but one of those Ibanez surfy looking guitars, but we're in like a sort of mahogany, like a rosewood finish. Yeah, I remember the ones. Yeah, and uh, and the uh, other guitarist, RC, isn't it? RC, yeah, yeah. The right one, the Rocor, and the other guitarist was using a Firebird. Oh, um, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was like that was a really cool little setup. One of the coolest guitars that you just never see. Well, they, they don't really. I they, guess they're always in and out of production. They didn't they? make them for a long time, and they've always been quite expensive. Yeah. Um, I remember when I well, first started getting into guitar. Epiphone used to do an actual, a really good Firebird. What about the? Uh, didn't Epiphone do a Joe Bonamassa Firebird recently? Oh, uh, I think they did. Yeah, yeah. A single pickup one yeah. in like a ridiculous color. Or was that Gibson model? Maybe it was. Oh, maybe it was Gibson, but it was super affordable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was like a grand. Yeah. For a, for a one pickup Firebird in like Inverness Green or something ridiculous. Want. Maybe it wasn't green. Maybe I'm remembering that slightly wrong, but it was damn cool. I mean, there is nothing cooler than Firebirds. Eh, maybe a couple of things, but Firebirds are definitely up there. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Um, Jay's run off. Nah, he's, he's all right. He's- the stream is really dodgy and I was just seeing if I was something I could do about no, it no I'm sure it's all good well for the you know for the benefit well, of the audio guys yeah. let's all stay around the table well eh? I just wanted to have a quick look see if there was something I could do that was all um, so 
Joe Branton, how's yeah. your week in gear been? I see that yeah, you've been good. eyeing up a particular oh. Dynelectro base. We're at Dynelectron, my friend. Dynelectron, Dynelectron if you remember. I we do remember. This, uh, we had this kerfuffle previously. Um, yeah, well, I was looking at that, to be honest. Um, actually, you know, it was just because I saw it in my sort of, you may like, on eBay. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I like. You're like, I've Googled Dynelectron enough times now <laughs> that it's started to come up in my oh, eBay man, recommendations. It's so cool. I mean, I just think the the opportunity to have um a um like a good quality down electric because down electric are so cool yeah they're, they are wicked cool guitars with really interesting unique body shapes but you you do take a hit you do take a quality hit especially on the modern ones like yeah they 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 do um i don't know if they do it a lot on the guitars but on the basses they do these concentric controls where the the volume and the tone yeah are, yeah yeah are sort of they've uh, had that on, they've had that on some of the guitars definitely right. the problem is that they're plastic and it's like quite a lightweight plastic i mean they feel like like a cola bottle tops sort of thing that they're, they're really yeah, they're flimsy like, um, well they're, i guess they're supposed to be like baker light style yeah, aren't they yeah, like, exactly but the problem is that they because they're so lightweight they catch each other so you turn yeah, yeah. down the volume and you also turn down your tone but that's just the same with any concentric controls like the fender jazz bass no do, all right. no I, I don't know where you've got this myth from that that's the concentric stuff's cool because it is cool it's not i mean it looks kind of cool but i just feel cool. that they're they just don't work very well 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 either way these these ones certainly don't and that's sort of the problem so yeah you do take a bit of a hit and and of course you know the masonite thing i think gives them that that quality that the that that, that sort of sound that dan electrics have but it is cool to be able to get like this well-built dan electro styled like a, a proper sort of 60s like psychedelic style so instrument what's the um, what's the deal with like the construction on the Dyn Electron so they're solid they're solid order okay um, and then like the hardware will be very good the the, the you know uh, Dan Electro always use those wooden bridges yep um, uh, it's, it's a proper sort of modern style bridge uh, proper tuners rather than sort of the small certainly on a bass like you know it's proper tuners rather than the mini guitar ones that you get on the on the Dan Electros um, and then like you know metal control knobs it's well be- built it's the the bodies are bound like a really thick white binding especially around the longhorn that looks super cool and they do do a guitar version of this it's not exclusive for um, for sort of uh, like a bass only thing but it is um, they are super cool and and they're still like good money it's still like less than a thousand pounds for uh for a dyn electron second hand which is pretty cool what sort of um age are we talking at that one that you were looking at uh i, I think it was like late 70s i think that's when they were sort of that's about. you know that's going to weigh an absolute ton <laughs> it's so solid tiny. Older from it's, the late 70s no, it's, it's definitely going to break no it's going to be fine but i that to be honest i was looking at that only because it came up i'm having i'm going through another phase at the moment okay so the new phase is um, quality. Right. Right. Because you're not a man known for quality. You're usually sort of chintzy tat. Yeah. So I'm going through this, uh, I want something high quality. You okay. know, I'm thinking like, so... I often might, think that I about might... my podcast co-hosts. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking like, you know, I might not use this life. I might, 
but I might not. But it would sound amazing on recordings and it would sound great to play. I know that I so can... Are you saying the Dyn Electron is quality or isn't quality? Oh, no, quality? no. I'm saying that that's not quite... That, that is all... Look, I mean, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's definitely cool. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted something that could do everything. Kind of, maybe a bit session. I was... I was looking for something that had an edge, so I started to look at. Was did you go for the uh, Adam Clayton signature jazz oh, bass? No. <laughs> yes, boom! No. No. I um, feel we've got off to a slow start this evening. I'm just trying to interject that. a bit more pace into it with some dad jokes. No, you, you're a fool. So I, w- I was looking at some things. I was like, maybe I want something that's interesting. So I was looking at fan fret stuff. So I started looking at Dingwall. Um, and I what's wrong with you you're an absolute dingwall well you can get an entry level dingwall for like £1100 and I, I was like yeah. I'm not going to get one well I, I was like this is cool and then I was checking out Marusuzik Marusuzik Marus come on Jay help me out here Marusicek maybe Maruscheck. anyway Maruscheck. Anyway, those guys, um, and they're cool because uh, what they do is um, you can get like like classically styled and classically finished like jazz bases. So I can get like a white jazz bass with a torque guard and matching headstock, rosewood neck, dot inlays, okay. fan fred. Why? Well, I don't get it. Why? No, 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 you no, no, look so, at me and okay. click and say fan fred. Like I'm going to go, yeah, that sold me. Well, that's like okay. the absolute negative. Anyway. Of- they, they were 1100 quid and I was like oh, that's good that's good but then I sort of you know the fan fretted thing didn't last long a couple of days and then of I was course like, no, like just, just like everything okay okay so fan fret right the point of it is that right go the, on tell me what the point of it is the Jay point Cross. of it is to do with like intonation and stuff right no almost closer it annoys me when people are like it's to do with the fact that your hands fan but no it's to do with tuning so it it's uh, it's to allow for like dropped or lower tuning so the idea is because it's fanned because it fans out your lower strings are on a, a different scale length to your higher strings yeah okay so that you are more able to do sort of drop tunings to ludicrous levels but surely that only matters if you're tuning the lower strings to a lower than a than the higher strings like well, if you're dropping the if you're not necessarily drop d but if you're like going low but you you know you're yes. playing drop d but like detuned yeah, sort of it, it gives you great you don't have to because it gives you great attention on your low strings and low strings are lower tension so it's nice to have sort of a tighter low end for, for if you want punch so there, there's some really good reasons behind it anyway that didn't last too long of course so then i As was always. like i was like no what i i just want something with like and like something with a reason that it's con- like something that's constructed super well with loads of thought into it so i started looking at mayonnaise um i, I, I bloody love mayonnaise okay so good Did, well, i was looking at the polish um uh, guitar and bass manufacturer mayonnaise okay um and they do some they do some brilliant stuff for like around 1400 pounds and they're really cool like the necks are all sort of those like five pieces of wood construction sort of jatobery babingery sort of things i was really into that that was really cool but i was like oh man yeah it's a bit of a coffee table thing but still really it's still really up there and then i was like you know, I went through some others. I was looking at Roscoe, Sandberg. I was looking at Exotic. They're really cool. You get like the wood finish pickups with Exotic stuff. They do cool guitars as well. We should talk about them. I'll do a brand of the week on Exotic. And then Vigier, who will be a brand of the week soon. But um, I, I then sort of 
discovered Vigier and they do these absolutely cool as stuff um I mean that looks like something straight out of the 80s yes for those, for those who can't see it it looks the like Vigier excess a coffee table with a couple of like big chunky soap bar humbuckers no. on it do you do you get a free mullet with that because the, oh, come um, on even like look excess is written in this weird like comic sans sort of fresh prince of bel-air sort of it <laughs> does look like font. a fresh prince logo <laughs> but uh it's super cool and the pickups are these wicked like custom design things that vigier do and the really cool thing about vigier is that um they're all about their carbon fiber necks carbon fiber reinforced necks so they don't have truss rods in there in so sort of- from the base that i'm looking at there mm-hmm. and again if you're listening to this you can go to the uh to the vigier site and have a look that looks like a regular wooden neck yes it's um it's carbon fiber reinforced so instead of a truss rod um you have this uh yeah it's called like it's the 90 10 system meaning like 90 percent wood 10 percent okay uh not as in this, this base looked out of place in 1990 no okay no no, that's not what it is. Anyway, it's this, super this cool. base was worth ten percent of its original value by nineteen ninety. Well, no, these are book price for these is like two and a half grand or two two thousand two hundred. Fortunately, I found somewhere that's got a B stock one for seventeen hundred. But anyway, I haven't quite found the right thing yet. I'm not sure this is quite it. It's close. It's close. I haven't got there yet, but I'm going to find a thing, and it's going to be super well built, and it's going to be a proper boutiquey thing, and I'm going to find it. So, I, I welcome advice. Something to the, take it to the next level, if you yeah, will. Yeah. The level 42, yeah. if you will. Oh, come on. It's not that bad. I'm not. <laughs> look, I don't want something that looks like a sexual aid, but I'm saying that not far off. I mean, that looks like the exact opposite of that, in that that is the most boring thing I've ever seen. No, it's super cool. And I was looking at loads of things like that. So that's where I am. I'm sort of in a position where I am looking for a super cool... Uh, so I'm, I'm willing to... I'm willing to suspend my initial um, my initial criticisms of VGA right. in that uh, is everything they do fretless. What that was fretted? Okay, that was fretted. Okay, yeah, see, yeah. okay, so this is I I had a bit of a bad experience with VGA. Oh, okay. In the when I was managing a, a shop, uh-huh. um, the rep from VGA was desperate for our shop to become a VGA stockist right because the rep lived in the town that the shop was oh, in and that's was, interesting to was know. uh was re- this was a while ago oh, but was really keen for us to be a stockist and we were like in no we were not in a position to take on new brands it was you know we weren't in the right place to do it we also didn't want to take on vigier but Why? you know that's by the by oh. any and this was like this was like close to 10 years ago right so it's okay so you know, warwick, maybe not warwick had just like fallen maybe out not of... quite 10 years ago but it was it was a while ago yeah and um anyway we had like very categorically told this person that we wouldn't be taken on vigier not long after someone came in and they said oh i've got my guitar I'm a Vigier in Dorsey and there's something wrong with my guitar I got in touch with the rep and they said to bring it here and you would be able to forward it on to the Vigier service centre and I was like okay sure I'll see what I can do and I got in touch and the rep was like oh yeah that's fine we just need to set you up as a dealer so that we can nice. and it was like they oh, totally so con totally conned me so like ever since then I've really had like I've just been like oh, Vigier, I, 
don't care so but I'd, like I'm willing to because I realise that that's a little bit petty because it's been like 18 months since I've worked in the shop now yeah. so I can I can let the past be the past and I'm, and I'm I, sure for legal reasons they had their best intentions at heart and they wanted to make sure that the customer was getting a great experience and they were introducing the Vigier brand to a whole load of new customers and they were going to form a very close and loving partnership with said retailer so I think yeah, yeah I'm sure <laughs> Vigier are properly super cool I really like the ethic of uh, the shop and the fella who set it up he's got a really like honest a blurb on his website about sort of why he makes guitars and he and he, he talks about something that I thought hit us on the head uh, <laughs> as, it, as it were but actually it made me think damn I'm going to start representing this side of stuff within the podcast because he what was side of stuff uh, modern stuff because he was basically talking about how the guitar community is such a retrospective and that that nothing's ever going to move forward unless people sort of it doesn't need to move forward. Leo Fender got it right first time. Well, well yeah, yeah that's, that's the thing, isn't it? That's, that's sort of the argument. But I really love the fact that he's sort of... Uh, like the, the So Vigier's necks will never be ruined. Yeah. You know, that's that's a thing. That's so much better. That's true. So you mean you're always going to have super low action. Sure. And... Uh, so it's better then than everything else sure. on the market sure and when you go to sell it in 10 years time and no one wants it you can be proud of that fact that you'll be stuck with it forever oh, do you th- no that's not going to be the case of course it is because you've just, I mean, you've, I just, just you've literally just said that guitarists are stuck in the past well, and so whether some. you like whether you like it or not oh. like it's going to be the traditional stuff that's going to hold its value so, and, so, and so once again it comes down to the fact that yeah sure Buy that guitar. Just don't expect. Don't get annoyed on the internet when nobody wants to buy it off yeah, you. Yeah, which yeah. is, I get that. Which is always my problem with yeah. with like, you know, sort of quote unquote niche guitar brands. Yeah, when people are like, brands. but yeah. I spent five grand on this. Why aren't? Why doesn't anyone want to buy it? This is a bargain. I'm selling it for three grand. It's like because it's still three grand, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I no I one bought that. this custom model that has got my name inlaid. <laughs> like no one wants to buy it now. I paid like what five the, grand the for this. The funny thing is, the funny thing is. That isn't the idiocy the other way around. What we're talking about is something that was £5,000 and people won't buy it for three. Yet, yet we sit here saying how good Fender and Gibson are when they make crap guitars. I mean, charge too much Absolutely for them. not well, true. No, they do make guitars that are sub-quality of most other boutiques. You know, you know who you sound more like? Money. Do you know who you sound like? You sound what? like an egg on Twitter. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, who, that's who you sound like. <laughs> you sound like someone who... Bar Gibson, bar. No, no, that's no, exa- no. Yeah, that's exactly don't. it. They do not. You cannot possibly be saying that something is mass-produced as, say, the Fender Professional Stratocaster is worth its price tag of £1,400 of in course. comparison to... To you know something by Ormsby, Mayonnaise, Strandberg. Let me what let you... me introduce you to a little economic concept called supply and demand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fair, fair, fair point. But I'm also, just saying. Uh, these things are more than the sum of their parts. You yeah. know, they're not oh, just the components and the build quality. You know, there's it's a Fender Strat. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah. It's a legendary guitar. Yeah, and you're you know you're kind of you're buying into that. Yeah, you're sure. Not, whereas you know mayonnaise for example I'm sure are high quality components I'm sure the build is fantastic but it's not a P-Base yeah do you know what I mean well well, fair enough anyway what I'm going to do is start talking about these brands loads more because I actually think do you have to 
because I think we should. I think we should be talking about sort of the new and interesting stuff. And and the thing that I found out recently is that this is at the moment we're going through a massive influx in smaller brands. Like okay, so uh, not many people know, but a lot of these um, company, a lot of these brands. So so uh, brands that you should check out, like people like Mayonnaise. Vigier, actually not them because they do have their own factories, but Strandberg, Ormsby, um, uh, uh, yep. What's that? Oh, what's the Anderton's fella called? Chappers, yep. Chapman Guitars, um, and a load of others are all made by World Music Instrument Co., which is a Korean uh, yeah. factory. They're all made in in the same place by that company. And the quality coming out of that factory is so good now that it's not just because that factory used to do uh, like Dean, uh, PV, stuff like that, like entry level stuff. And now they're doing Ormsby and Strandberg, which are great, like really high quality, really unique, interesting, new modern guitars. And that's that's pretty cool that those guitars are coming out there. And I think more and more companies are turning up all the time because... Because World Music Co. have um, have the ability to make these guitars to the spec of designers, and it means that more modern stuff is now easy to make. And I think we're just going to see loads of these really interesting, cool, unique companies springing up. And I think we should talk about them. But you say that like we don't talk about these companies. Oh no, we you do. Know, when, yeah, yeah, we when, do. When you, here you are, sort of pushing yourself as the savior of modern instruments against the, uh, the the gargoyles that are the rest of us. You know, we do talk about these companies when something interesting comes out. True. In the same way as you know, it may sound boring us talking about Boss or talking about um, Fender or talking about Moore all the time, but that's because they're constantly bringing out new stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's constantly very good. I completely agree, and I think stuff is about to change. Not that those. Companies are going to get worse, but I think that I think that there are a lot of companies producing a lot of cool things. Like, look at the guitar that I've got. I mean, Obviously, listeners, you cannot. I am I am showing uh, an, an Ormsby guitar from their new Guitar Run Six. I mean, and I love the ethic of this company. But my problem with all this is, you've shown me a guitar that that fundamentally no human being in their right mind could actually like. What are you talking? No, no, no. You're so wrong. No, that's such an individual opinion. And you can't do this. You can't hate on the modern players. I mean, you can't what, hate on the modern players. The Fender modern players. Uh, I like the Fender this modern is players. A cool they're really good. I, so I thought the, they were good. The Deluxe Telly, the Thin Line one, no, that was cool. It was terrible. Well, it, it, like, it was a bad guitar, the Deluxe Telly. But that, guitar, you know that, that guitar in particular that you've, put, that you've brought up there. Uh-huh. It looks like we're talking. So we're talking it, about an Ormsby model. Here. So this yeah. looks. This looks like it has been recovered from one of from the music room in the Titanic. Yeah, like yeah. it's covered in barnacles. Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. But anyway, what are you talking that's, about? Okay, so Ormsby do some absolutely blinding finishes, including a pink to purple, a, pur- a pink, <laughs> pink, pink to purple, pink to purple burst, which is incredible. Anyway, I love the ethic behind this uh, company. They they do um, they do. Uh, guitar runs so they might do I I think it's eight models per run and they make them for a short period of time and that's it and then they come up with a new eight okay I think that's so cool and it will only be subtle differences a lot of the time finishes but this is is the difference that's not going to dethrone Fender or something no it's not but isn't that cool isn't that exciting yeah Yeah, it's, it's exciting if you've got four grand no 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 that's the point no these things are like 1500 quid they are competing with Fender for price but they're not competing with 
like that guitar isn't gonna you, you know someone comes in and they say oh I want a guitar I want a Fender Strat you're not gonna go like okay I hear what you're no, saying no. however however look at what the uh, the Titanic recovery team found this I'm, week Joe I'm sorry wait Again, sorry if you're listening to this. I apologise. This has been one of those episodes where Joe is just showing us things on a screen. But no, no, right. the headstock on that guitar looks... Like hor- a shark? Horrendous. Yeah, it's their shark headstock. It's pretty cool. Anyway, it's super cool. But you're cool. never going to buy one of these. Like, you're playing devil's advocate here. No, I'm not. I'm saying that these things are really exciting and fun and cool. And I'm really bored of talking about the same stuff. Like, what have we got on our news? To this this week. Well, let's find out. Should we dive into the news? Oh yeah, let's let's do that. And I bet it's all boring in comparison to all these super cool, awesome new guitars. I think stuff's going to happen this year. New guitars, modern awesomeness is going to be everywhere. Sorry to interrupt this no doubt awesome episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast, but I need to tell you about Patreon. Patreon is a place where you'll hear things like this. What? Why are we putting an ad in the middle of the podcast? And things like this. Um, I... Uh, and th- things like this. Y- you know, I was... Uh, I could, you're putting me on the spot. From as little as $1 a month, you'll get this podcast ad-free, so you won't have to hear this. Look, I... I can't think of anything to say. If you'd have prepped me about this, I'd have been, like, solid. I'd have been, like, making funny sort of witticisms. And from as little as $5 a month, you'll get more of this. Uh, I could talk about the the quality of the Branton Ranton. Oh, I get angry about things on that. Oh. And from $10 a month, you'll get this. Oh, I just read out names for $10 a month. It's actually terrible value for money. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. That's, that's my prediction. Let's do some news. We're actually not talking about any of the regular companies. No, no, no you say that. Oh, we always talk about the same stuff. So first up, uh, well, I mean, we talk about this lot, a, uh, a whole bunch. Vox have just announced three new MV50 amplifiers. Joe Branton, I believe you have the deets. Well, we can all sort of talk about these, can't we? So, so the MV series by Vox is pretty cool. Um, the idea behind it is um, well it's okay so first of all it's it's a mini amp it's a, a micro amp head they've done three three in the series uh, and it is the mv50 because they are 50 watts 50 watts in an amplifier head that can fit in the palm of your hand that's pretty cool wait hang on a sec sorry what you're saying here is that this amp that is unique selling point this guitar amp that has a unique selling point of it is small uh-huh. and light. Yeah, is cool. But when it's when it's a bass amp no, that no. is small and light, that is a stupid USP, no, no. and we shouldn't be celebrating it. No, no, this amp knows its marketplace. It is simple and affordable, and and what's cool, like like the difference is when. When companies like Mark Bass and Galen Kruger make lightweight amps with no tubes in them and a Class D power section and they sound naff and people buy them going, oh, it's so lightweight. And they don't actually think about at all the way things sound. Anyway, this isn't a Branton Ranton. It's the standard podcast. This, is, this episode is turning into a bit of a Branton Ranton. <laughs> Tell us about these MV50s then. So it's this new concept that Vox have come up called, uh, come up with called uh, New Tubes. Yes. Um, which is, um, yeah, this new 
type of tube specifically designed for these amps, uh, which allow them to pump a it's class D power section valve pre. Oh, you love that. Yeah, I know, but uh, but still fifty watts, which is super cool. And they've they've released three amps in the range. Uh, the AC. Um, can you guess what that sounds like, Jay Cross? Uh, I reckon it sounds like. Um AC Slater from Saint that is Bell. exactly what it sounds like yes the AC30 the legendary AC30 that's the idea of the voicing behind that then the other two they've very creatively named I mean the, the marketing team behind this Top Marks Vox really forward thinking the uh, MV Clean and the MV Rock yeah. oh. <laughs> oh my goodness what an ultimate dad's name for a product but anyway oh, it's, the it's rock cool. I don't mind the clean the clean is fine so the clean the rock, is can you guess what the, what sort of amp the clean I'm, is I'm guessing they're going fendery yeah and can you guess what amp the rock is probably marshally yeah that's what it is so so yeah so that's sort of the idea behind it but these are super cool they're super affordable they come with you can buy them individually or they come with their own 8 inch speaker yeah um, which is good so i think like this is a unique very useful vox app i don't understand why vox continue to compete with themselves i mean they must have five different amps sort of in this area of the market now no i don't think so not really because i mean you know in terms of what vox do in a you know travel portable uh range there's only really the night train and the the big issue we've always had with the night train is that it isn't um it's it's like a metal voiced amp you know it's not a classic vox sound amp yeah. now aren't they doing a ac4 head though don't think there's an ac4 I didn't head think there was a head oh, that's, that's okay. passed me by that okay, might maybe have, not i might have missed that um no i don't think so yeah i think it's just the uh i think it's just the the night train heads so you know this is how much are these do we know they are something like Joe. Have you got got no, it there? I don't know. What, I, I don't thought know they were between two and three hundred quid. Something like that. That may be completely off. But okay. I seem to remember them being that kind of money. The, the the only problem is is you know this is sort of treading that dodgy two hundred quid for a head. Okay, this is treading that like dodgy middle ground where it's half and half. Like you know you've got people out there like orange and at one end of the market and i guess kemper and you know at the other end of the market who are putting out these amps that are fully solid state Hmm. and making them sound good yeah Yeah. and so the technology is out there now like if you don't want to do a full valve amp then you don't have to do a full valve amp yeah and it's just i just think it's a little bit weird that there's this well, half and half. What I think is interesting about this, and um, I'm remembering this, and will probably misremember this, and which I think you haven't actually brought up there, Joe. This new valve technology yeah. that they're uh, claiming in there is something that Korg either invested in yeah, or bought right. like they a bought year yeah. or so ago, or two years ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago, because I remember it coming up yeah. like, at a NAM as well. Like, something that like they that. were going to be doing this yeah, new so tube thing. I think it was another company, and then they bought them, yeah. and it was basically a way of shrinking full-sized tubes, effectively, yeah, down like to a tiny... Rick Morales movie. Yeah, Honey, <laughs> I Shrunk the Tubes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Um, and this is the first product, I think... 
that has got this technology in. So interesting to see what they're it. doing with it. The, there are some videos that they uploaded, and I was kind of, I mean, you know my genuine opinion on these sort of things. I was expecting them to sound naff, and they sound good. Okay. Like especially the AC. I mean, I don't care about Fender or Marshall amps, so I didn't actually watch the other You didn't two. watch the um, the rock version? No. The MV <laughs> rock? But the, the AC sounded really good. What? It doesn't matter. Very good. There you go. Oh. Was that a wrestling reference? Uh, it was a reference to Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Oh, yes, okay. fine. When he did that song, it doesn't matter. With Wyclef Sean. He's got 50 Bentleys in the West Indies. It doesn't matter. I don't know. What... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Um, some more news from Mad Professor Effects, who have been pretty prolific uh, recently. They have actually announced something else in the time... Uh, well, in fact, this morning, which I don't have notes for, so we'll talk about it next have week. They? But they have indeed. There's another <laughs> pedal, um, but let's announce it all at once. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Let's talk a bit about the Twimble, um, which is yeah, the Twimble is super cool. Um, so it's a new, it's it's a drive pedal. So um, so not uh, not massively um, not massively revolutionary, but um, but still a really really super cool take. So it's a it's a it's a two foot switch. Uh, drive, but it has a it has a an overdrive section and a pre-drive section, both foot switchable, uh, which is really cool. And I'm really into the controls on it because it has like um, uh, on the on the drive element, you have like a um, a contour control, which allows you to the same as I guess contour controls appear a lot on bass amps. I don't know how much they do on guitar stuff, but what it does is it allows you to isolate a frequency range that you want your drive to focus on. So you can make your drive really sort of focused in the low mids and sort of boost that area. So it's a cool idea. And then you've got the um, the pre-drive uh, element, which then has has an accent control, which allows you to sort of um, like pan through frequency sweet spots and and sort of uh, focus the the sound that's going to go into the drive. So you can control the drive itself, but also you can adjust how you're going to sound going into that. And well. that's Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Foot switchable as well. Yeah, that's foot switchable. So as well. I guess it's kind of like having a 
make good or a pedal yeah. before a drive. I yeah. think that's in kind of the box, answer. In yeah. one box, that you can leave one part of it switched on or you can switch it off. I really like the idea of the focus control yeah. on the drive. I guess it's doing things with the mid-range. Yeah. That will Mainly, yeah. I imagine it's just moving the mids around. Tighten it? it up, yeah. But I like... Um, it's it's sort of it's got enough on there that there's no way you couldn't make this exactly what you need oh and yeah that's yeah. quite nice you can you know sometimes with with drives especially you might just not be able to use a whole drive pedal because it really wasn't for you whereas this is kind of for all intents and purposes without hearing it sounds like it's for everyone which is yeah, really yeah. cool from what I understand, this is based on another pedal that they already do. Yes, which is called like it's called like the Rimble or something. The and this symbol, is the I symbol, believe. yeah. And this is a twin, twin version symbol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it reminds me a little bit of that. Do you remember that Green Child G Triple Seven that we? Uh, oh yeah, demo, which you really liked that there one. somewhere, isn't it? Um, and. Yeah, just like two. That was your favourite drive, wasn't it? I re- no, I actually preferred the Walrus three eight five. Oh yeah, but the right. Green Child G triple seven is really good because it's got a similar thing. It's um, it's essentially got a boost in the front end and then a drive with effectively the same thing as that focus, um, and that works out really well. That works out really nicely. Um, so yeah, be curious to see how this one yeah, sounds. I am looking forward to it. Indeed. Jay Cross, you've been doing some uh, investigative reporting on the Moore Micro Preamp pedals. Yeah, so I'm really excited about these. Um, For anybody who hasn't seen about them, um, Moore this week announced 10 new preamp pedals, um, which are all based off of... um, And this is quite interesting, actually. So they're all based on specific amps. Yeah. But... By the but from what I can tell, more actually haven't been that coy in saying what amps they're based on. All I've seen so far is that photo with them all lined up, and okay. there was no identifying factors really. I mean, there's obviously the pedals, you know, look a bit like the amps they're yeah. modelling, but there was no like text saying, "Oh, we're doing all these." So Ola England has done a video on okay. uh, on a bunch of these, and uh, I mean, it was an Ola England video. It wasn't a Moore video, but it seemed it was pretty. It seemed to be a maybe not a sponsored ad, but you know it was like a video he had done for them. Yeah, well, he uh, no one else knew about them, and he's already done a video. So sure. I assume he's so, working with more. Absolutely. So in there, he did he did a uh, he did four um, four of them, and one he called one was a Diesel Hagen. Okay. One was a um, Engel Powerball Sambora. Oh yeah, possibly yeah. I think. Uh, one was a Boogie Mark Three, and one was another one. Like, he did all the, the metal ones, basically. But, yeah, not shying away from the fact that they're based on these amps. Yeah. Um, you know, because there are ways of doing it, of showing off what amp you're doing. In the same way as... So, so I guess, really, where Moore are going with this is these are uh, going after the... Um, they're like a cheaper alternative to the Tech 21. Um, what was that range called? The, not Celebration. The, it was where the VT base. Um, the yes, the VT base came they, from. They, they're called. They've got a, a name, and I can't remember. But it's not Celebration, but it's it's. They've got a. The name is a. Uh, is is got a series where they did like the blonde and the um, Liverpool and the. Um, they did it like they did a bunch of it just pro- a load of amp modeling pedals. Basically. Absolutely, and 
that's what more have released with this and so like there are some that look there's one that looks suspiciously like a jcm 800 there's one that looks suspiciously like a, a fender um you know there's a whole load in there and they look really cool they look really interesting but what i think more have done quite well with it is they've added a couple of extra features so that they're not just little pedals so you have got um like a soft switch on so there's this five controls and then a soft switch yeah. so each pedal has got uh, a three band eq uh, gain volume and then this soft switch and this uh, this switch does two things the first thing it does is you can turn on a built-in cab simulator okay so you can then go you can then di straight from the pedal into a desk or into a um into a uh like mixer audio interface or audio interface or something like that or you can turn the cab sim off and use it just as a pedal and if you're using it as a pedal um you can switch between two channels all with this one switch okay so so like you hold down the switch and it gives you um it's got the cab sim on and then you can switch between two presets using the actual foot switch or you can turn it off and not. so like there's loads going on with it how do you differentiate between turning it off and changing the channels i don't know they okay. haven't they haven't said about that but i assume it's something on the inside of the pedal is that like there'll probably be oh i see so it can be you could have it as an always on with two channels basically you can absolutely. use it like an amp yeah absolutely okay uh, I didn't explain that very well, did I? I think I explained it better when I wrote about it in okay. for guitar notes. I think, but um, it seems they seem really versatile and it, they seem really cool. It seems like a great idea. I mean, we more have seldom done something that we haven't. They've they've got better pedals than others, but they always Completely. seem to get things pretty right. So I'm excited about this complete new range. Absolutely, yeah. I th- I think it's uh, I think it's a real step in the right direction, and you know, it's it more had a sort of failed foray into amps um about five years ago they did the little heads they did yeah they did the uh the little i think it was the little monster bm uh which was a basement and the little monster ac um and they just didn't click like people just didn't get them um it's a shame because they were really good they were really fine they made the mistake of making them look like scale electrics yeah and i think that's one of the things that more have done you know they've well no it did it looked like it looked like robot wars like it looked really industrial Um, whereas like the new stuff is and and all the pedals now I think even like the newer pedals as opposed to the the first range that came out they all look a little bit more serious yeah Um, and now with this like this new bit of tech that they've got going on there I think I think they're really doing cool stuff and I'm really excited to see I really hope they sound good like the the demo that Ola England did sounded great yeah Uh, I mean it was super metally obviously but like they it sounded really good really authentic and yeah i good luck to him i i hope that this year is i hope we see some cool stuff from more yeah me too i'm quite excited to hear those I'm i gonna, concur gonna try and get a hold of them let's see if we can grab some and, and give them the uh, guitar nerds put them through the guitar nerds paces as it were you're gonna get hold of more indeed indeed joe branson something you'd like to get hold of because you like weird 60s looking guitars um dipinto guitars have announced De some pinto some american made guitars yeah this is weird so dipinto are a really weird company yes because they are essentially a guitar shop in philadelphia Okay, Jay, you know about Philadelphia. Is this information true, or is it all bullshine? Yeah, it's no, true. Yeah, they, yeah. they they're a shop. 
rather than a manufacturer and they started making like korean depinto guitars but i'm i think the shop came first and then the korean made guitars came afterwards and they were always like 60s inspired like super cool um it's they're hard to describe that sort of uh few that that sort of like you know how albert lee's look yeah that, that sort of but they look 60, like they, harmonies they look more and, kind of jetsons than yeah that, that's it yeah it's exactly that sort of thing and those cool like tiger uh stripe scratch plates that were kind of going yeah 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 the well i guess they're supposed to be like wood fake wood aren't yeah they? it's that sort of that sort of thing uh fake zebra wood so anyway so they have gone and made they've had an american custom shop um guitar made uh which I'm they call it they're calling it the Galaxy Four. Oh, yeah, which great. is a model they already do. Yeah, like yes, Galaxy. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, they, they, yes, they, they've done the Galaxy for ages in loads of different colours. Uh, the Galaxy Four is named Four because it has four single coil pickups. Yes, each of them controlled by their own individual um, push push uh, button on the uh, on the top horn of the guitar um, with a Jaguar style uh, trim system. Uh, and yeah, they look absolutely cracking. I think they said they had seven made or something like that yeah they made seven but four have already been pre-sold um so well uh, i mean if you go on the depinto website and click on the depinto uh galaxy four uh it takes you through to reverb.com and it says the listing has ended yeah. so presumably they're all sold out well no they've said they've got two that they're taking to nam but right I, that's what it says on reverb um, right. They've got a little write-up on Reverb from the DePinto fellas saying that they're taking two to Nam. Do we so know how much they're holding they the stock? Um, yes, they are fifteen hundred pounds. Oh wow, really? Yeah, for a, a US custom shop. And man, the write-up sounds absolutely great of, of this. Uh, because from what I remember, their regular line of guitars, which I assume is Far Eastern made, uh, Korean, Korean made. I said uh, that already. Oh, did you? Sorry, I wasn't listening to you. I never do. <laughs> um, they're not that cheap. They're sort of seven or eight hundred pounds already, right. from what I remember. Maybe even more than that. And for the US one to be that much money, uh, or that little money, that little money. I should say, yeah. is um, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The new USA Galaxy Fours built right here in um, Pennsylvania. Um, blah blah blah. A three-piece maple neck uh, with the sturdiness of a seventies late. Custom. The fretwork is flawless. Each fret is marked individually for uh, for high spots. Then worked by hand to get perfect a perfectly level surface. The frets are hard German metal. Uh, the nitro finish is like satin. This is a labour-intensive uh, finish. Um, I, what's important? Pearl inlays have a milky 3D swirl, which sets it apart from other ones. I mean, but that's that's all utter rubbish yeah I know they're they're basically talking about all the stuff that doesn't really matter but nonetheless I mean it seems like these guitars are a real labour of love basically I think that's super cool if your frets aren't German don't bother playing guitar just give up just no point otherwise yeah anyway that looks really cool I think um, something different from them is nice hopefully that means we're going to see more US guitars from DePinto we could do I mean currently their website literally only has that guitar on it yeah (laughs) it looks like they're uh, they're going to do if you click on bases on there they have about four models that all say coming soon oh wow okay so it looks like they're maybe Maybe going to do a run of basses hang fire on getting the modern stupid thing that you want to get and get a sort of vintagey stupid thing 
that's a good idea. Yes. Okay. Indeed. Indeed. Jay Cross, tell us about the new uh, PRS guitar Sonzera amplifiers. Okay. So uh, they have released uh, two new combos and also a head and cab. Okay. So the Sonzero is... Um, is it Sonzero Son- or Sonzera? Son... Sonzera. Sorry, yeah, you're correct. Sonzera. Sonzero is, I think, is a better name. Sonzero? Yeah, it sounds like... Uh, Sonzero? It sounds like Zorro, Sonzero. yeah, yeah. Sonzero. The m- mask of Sonzero. Yeah, Sonzero. Son... Anyway. Sonzero. Carry on. Anyway, it's, um, yeah, PRS... Moving, moving back to because they've been doing amps for a little while, but I don't think anybody's really paid too much attention because I think they've been quite expensive. Now these, from what I understand, are a bit cheaper, uh-huh. a bit more affordable. There's a twenty watt and a fifty watt. They're both two in channel. That's cool. Twenty watt is cool. And they uh, and also the a twenty watt head uh, with a two by twelve. And um, we were talking a little bit before uh, before the podcast about this. And uh, Joe was telling me about all the different valves, and I sort of didn't really understand what difference it made. Well, the 20 watt one is super cool. So the power section, so both of them share the same um, preamp section, uh, which is three 12AX7s. Um, but the power tubes, you get two 6L6s in the 20 watt. It's EL34s in the 50, which is quite predictable and standard. Well, I guess that's kind of martially. Yeah, exactly. But the fact that you get 6L6s in the 20. That's super cool. It's kind of fendery. Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm really into the uh, the idea of this uh, 20 watt. No, wait, 84s. I'm thinking of 34s. No, 606 is a kind of an Ampeg base thing. No, um, no, they're in loads of things. I'm, I'm, just trying... I'm coming at it from a base I'm getting confused. Idea. 84s. I'm thinking 34s are Marshall this I shows how much saying. I know about valves. Yeah. I don't know anything about valves. I know that 606s appear in Ampeg. Good. That's good to know. Good uh, to know. So, so I'm excited by the fact that there are big fat bass valves in a 20 watt guitar head. That sounds cool. Jay, do we know any, any other details? We got um, pricing or anything like that? No pricing as of yet, as far as I've seen anyway. Um, but they look cool. They are, you know, as you'd expect from PRS, they're sort of clean cut and classy looking. Um, and it's a Celestian, a custom design Celestian um, Custom V, I think they're called I, it. I think these are really cool. Um, the PRS, Which I assume is like a vintage type speaker. PRS amps have been really well received. I mean, they remain niche simply because they are very expensive. But yeah. um, they are, they're, everything that we've had from Paul Reed Smith's amplifier side has been as high quality as the guitars so if if we're getting something that's going to hit the shelves at a more reasonable price then i think they are going to wade in there there's um i think there are a lot of holes in the sort of amp market at the moment i think so yeah definitely i I think it's we're just waiting for someone who can do like a good reliable valvey all-rounder and i think this could well be it i think this could be the year of paul reed smith i'm excited about it I was thinking for this week's Patreon episode, we could talk about what are our hopes and dreams for NAM 2017. Oh yeah! Um, so we could talk about perhaps what is uh, what's what we would like to see coming out of the uh, upcoming trade show. So um, we could maybe talk about the dearth of uh, of amps uh, in the Patreon. Let's do Swash. a couple more bits of news. Should we talk about the new Voodoo Labs Dingbat pedal boards? Yeah! Whoa! This um, it, whoa. this is genuinely quite exciting. They're sort this of is really... breaking a bit of a gentleman's agreement. 
agreement here. Well, yeah, this is so. This is really interesting. So, um, Voodoo Labs have released uh, a line of pedal boards, which and so I've only seen a little bit of info on these. But from what I understand, these pedal boards are they've they've they come with a mains adapter built in. Is that correct? Joe Branson. Uh, oh, I don't know. I thought they were just boards that were specifically cut for um, Voodoo Labs. So, oh, okay, maybe that's so. That. They have so the imagery I'm looking at just looks like they have really specific cutouts in the board designed uh, okay, exactly cool. for Voodoo Labs, which I think is great is because for, for years, obviously, Voodoo Labs have had a sort of an agreement. unofficial agreement yeah. with Pedal Train. Um, so much so that Pedal Train even. Uh, last year redesigned their mounting kit for pedal supplies on their boards to be an an all-in-one sort of... uh, Like, they only did one. They used to do one for all the different brands. And the idea of the new one was that it could do anything as long as it's Voodoo Lab, which was kind of the thing. Like, you you could probably get something else to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it worked perfectly for all Voodoo Labs, and it was designed very much with that in mind. Um, And sort of the new cutouts that Pedal Train had were much more in keeping with it. But... They're still not perfect, the, the pedal train ones. Like, uh, certainly, you know, you get those little, like, notched bits on some of the bigger yeah, Voodoo Labs yeah. things. There's still no way of really having those accessible. Yeah. Um, so, and this looks like it's got a cutout specifically for it at the top. That's for switching voltages on some of the outputs That's right. and stuff, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which is great. So, this is super cool. I mean, I still think Voodoo Labs make the best power supplies that you can get. Certainly the most reliable and very reasonably priced for what they are. They've come to be the sort of industry standard, really, haven't they? Which is partly because of the uh, association with pedal train, I think. Well, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, I don't know what's going to happen here. It really does depend how good these these um pedal boards are i guess i mean it, the pictures are obviously quite simple they 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 look not that sturdy they're yeah they're weird because they've they given them slim. they've given them a lot of height off the ground by the looks of things and i assume that's to accommodate the power supplies yeah um but that seems a bit weird but i mean they're you know it's a pretty basic design isn't it it's a yeah. angled slotted pedal board yeah. um, but it looks like it's the, the actual slotted element is quite thin whereas you got sort of your pedal train works on those thick bars that yeah, support yeah. it either side and then the strips across the middle so who knows i don't know we'll have to see how that pans out any information on what models are available jay or joe I'm not sure. Actually, no, sorry, either. I thought you'd looked at oh, that. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Why do I so, employ you? So they do, yeah, it looks like they're doing four sizes, small, medium, large, and pooks. Pooks? Pooks, P-X. Um, which pooks? Very big. I don't know. What does P-X mean? Uh, pretty extreme. Ex- okay, yeah. Um, Pregnant xylophone. Any ideas on pricing on those? Uh, yeah. Um, the small uh, is going to start at 129 dollars and 99 cents and the uh, pregnant xylophone is uh, 449 dollars and wow. 99 cents that is a whole lot of so money for a pedal wall. yeah and they go up so it's one two nine one six nine one nine nine four four that, nine that the includes that includes a power supply though oh it does on yeah. all of them no just on the, just on the, the px uh, okay the p uh so that comes with uh px oh but no, it looks like they do do no, it comes power with a, packages no it's sorry no it's a it comes with a pedal switching system. Really? Not a power what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, oh, just that's reading what a little it bit is. further down. Yeah. Pedal xylophone. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Which, pedal yeah, xylophone. Uh, P- Voodoo Lab PX8 True Bypass. Oh wow, True Bypass. True Bypass pedal switching system. 
uh, enabling access to 36 preset pedal combinations at the touch of a button. There Holy moly. Just now, a- that's the most important bit. Just reading here, the they are so the, these power packages they're offering are the board and a power or a variety of power supplies. Yeah, um, and the PX uh, is saying anywhere from six hundred nineteen ninety nine dollars to six hundred ninety nine dollars. So presumably you can buy the board and a selection of power supplies. I guess so. Yeah, um, oh, and that uh, probably the PX eight, um, which I guess is a ES eight. Competitor. I wonder if it's got um, got MIDI and amp changing and stuff oh, like that. I wonder, oh. Maybe. Wow. Matt we'll Knight. Indeed, indeed. I'm really interested in this. Matt Knight's going to need to move a jobs. Lot, a lot cooler than a uh, lot cooler than I thought. If yeah. someone can provide your whole setup, so a board, yeah. the power supply, and a switcher for six hundred and seventy-nine dollars, that's actually yeah, that's pretty impressive. What a great idea. Why has no one done that before? That's well, genius. You can just pay one price, and then all you have to do is plonk your pedals on yeah. it, and you have a completely professional setup. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, we're talking about maybe 700 quid to do that but nonetheless that's super cool yeah I think those are going to work out nicely should we do one last bit of news and then we have to do some questions even though we're going to be did, right up to time is there one last piece of news um, yeah there is um, Supro oh, in yes. fact you bought this to the table did I Supro have announced some uh, they're American made aren't they some American made guitars yeah Joe Branton give us some details <laughs> I totally forgot that I uh, yeah I totally forgot to look at this. Um, so yes, uh, that's right. Um, I, lo- I love how you come in with the confidence of like, here's we this should great be talking story, about these, and then I totally and then you just forgot. didn't read up on them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it is super cool. Um, yeah, so they've got the Island series and the American series. Here's the thing: like Supro are a super cool brand, but um, they're a brand that are back from the dead, and they're now uh, sort of Eastern built. Amplifiers. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I guess I was kind of expecting the same thing. Like, oh, Supro are doing guitars. And of course, they're such like a a retro brand in kind of a similar sense to the uh, Depinto, sort of that sort of 60s cheesy sort of Jetson-y style thing. Yeah. I kind of expected their uh, their guitars to be the same, the same sort of thing, like just like quite cheap, probably not that well made, but full vibe. Like, yeah, and, and that would have been cool. I would have been into that. But they've actually gone and made really nice American-made, super cool, old-school guitars. Um, so they've got the American series and the Island series. The Island series, um, they do a Hampton, a Westbury, and a Jamesport, um, which is a three, a two, or a single humbucking, um, kind of, sort of, Les Pauly, Junior-y shape okay. um, guitar. The pickups are the coolest thing. The pickups have on the Island series have the Supro S, um, sort of in like as part of the uh, the cover. To I guess in the same way that Rickenbacker do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they are. Um, they they've got their own like trem system as well that they've introduced on these that I was actually trying to find some information on uh, and haven't been able to. Well, it might be the. American series that the Trem. It's the Americana out. series. Oh, and sorry. I'm just looking at these. Are these all US built? I believe. Because yeah. the Americana series has got like 10 guitars. And the Island series has only got three guitars. Joe Branton, you've come to the table uh, saying these are American made. Yeah. Um, do, are they American made or did you just read it wrong? And did they're you called look the at American, the word Americana? Americana? No, no. I reckon the Island series are American made. Yeah, I mean that doesn't make sense. 
Joe Brandt. No, yeah, it's true. The Island series are definitely American made. Yeah, but uh, what about the Americana series? I don't, I don't know. I didn't it see says those. Here, I was told about those. The Americana series are replicas of the Supro Rezo glass instruments. Right. Which suggests to me that they're not American. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that the Island series definitely are because I was dealing with uh, listing them at, at work and they are a lot of money if they're not American made. I think you've read the word Americana and you've thought these I guitars are American made. I haven't. I think you have. Should we come back to this next week when you've got some actual news before you jump in and say... I thought we were all oh, going to talk about, to talk about this oh, on the podcast. you're always putting it on me. Yeah, we do need to talk about it. Have you seen these guitars? Like, everyone, go and check, even if I don't know the facts about them, definitely <laughs> go and check these out. These Supro Island Series guitars look ridiculously cool. You can get a three humbucking Pelham Blue Les Paul Jr. type thing with the coolest looking, like ashtray metal supro humbucking pickups in there they look super cool these are cool guitars they're also very much money we'll we'll How talk much? about this more next week like when joe nearly Brand- two grand joe branton's got some actual facts about these things um well it would help if they'd put facts on their website that i could easily read um and yes we will uh you know this is guitar nerds is clearly the home of facts and joe branton has done his job wonderfully this week and because we're the home of facts we're going to answer some of your questions Questioning myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good. I think you might have rescued it there. First up, um, Eli says... Yes, oh, here we are. They have 14 new guitars. Yes. Uh, you haven't said whether they're American-made or not. Okay. Um, Should we crack on with the question that I was reading, and then I'll leave you to read that. How about that? Eli says, Hi, guys. Uh, I know not, not many are into digital effects. Me neither. But looking for a light... Uh, gig ready solution anyone know which is better for clean sounds Line 6 HD 500X or Boss GT 100 J Cross I never really got on with the HD series I thought they were quite complicated I thought they were um, the units themselves I thought were a bit clunky yeah Um, and I just I just didn't I, I didn't I'm not a huge fan Really not a huge fan. The GT100, I thought, was a great, really good piece of kit. Really good piece of kit. Um, But I don't even think you need to spend that much money. I think the GT100... GT100 came out, and then immediately afterwards, the ME80 came out. And I think the ME80, which is about 100 quid cheaper... Nearly 200 quid cheaper, I think. Did pretty much everything that you would want for, like, a light light solution yeah um, there's a load of things that the uh, GT that the ME80 doesn't do like you can't four cable methods so you can't you know put your drives in the front end and uh, and um, modulation through the effects loop you can't change the order of your pedals which you can do on the GT100 but like if what all you want is an a decent solution I think the ME80 is a really really good um, like simple multi-effects yeah um, yeah the HD the HD uh, 500X there's just so I, I'm, maybe it's just that I never gave it the, the enough time but I think if you wanted to go down that route if you wanted to go down the Line 6 route you are better it's a lot of a lot more money but yeah it's like three times the price but like having a look at the Helix because the Helix is like a genuinely 
the hit incredible really piece of kit. I mean, the other option um, is um, Eli doesn't say what he's plugging into. Well, this like, is it. I mean, I read that as being he said a gigging solution. So I assume he needs the modelling as well. I assume we're not just talking about effects. I thought we were talking about an all-in-one. Yeah, yeah, but possibly. I mean, the, because if we weren't talking about an all-in-one, I'd, I'd, I'd point him towards like a one of the Sansamp. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. GT2s but, or something. No, no, no. What, what oh, Flyrig 5. Fly Rigs, yeah. The, yeah. The problem with that is that you're not covering... It's not a multi-effect right, as such. Not, I mean, it's got multiple effects stuff, in it, yeah. but it doesn't have, you know, a load of modulations. But what you could do is get something like a Line 6 M9. Because um, if you're going into an amp and you're happy with the amp sound... Yeah. And you just want a load of multi-effects. Yeah. I think the best option is the M9. I think the M9's a brilliant piece of kit. Yeah. If we're just talking about effects, again, I kind of read that as being like amp modelling as well, which, of course, the HD500 and the GT yeah. would do. Not very well on the GT side. The HD500 is great. Yeah. But, I mean, I'd, I'd, if, if it was like an all-in-one, I might be looking more at something like um, Positive Grid. Maybe you don't need to look for for something take a laptop is what you're saying no you get a positive grid and one of those Behringer like MIDI foot switches yeah that uh, would do it and a laptop but I think maybe that's if you if you want a super lightweight solution I don't think there's much out there that's better than the new positive grid um, what is it called the bias positive bias head. yeah yep um, I think it's really really great and it's a thousand pounds and then you could buy a MIDI switch to control the the effects that that software gives you access to. Yeah, I mean that's going to be busting the bank. Um, no, I guess so. But I mean, did, did he say affordable? He didn't. But I mean, you know, if he's talking at HD five hundred, I mean, surely you'd go for the uh, the more expensive Line Six solution. Yeah, of which name escapes me. For Helix. Some, Helix. Um, yeah. So there's some options there. I mean, I think if you don't, if you've got an amp, then maybe look at the M nine. If you haven't got an amp. I think the HD 500 is probably still the best option unless you want to start spending, you know, positive yeah. grid money or Although, helix yeah. money. Think about we don't know what effects it is. If if you don't need that many, then I still stand by those Flyrig fives. I think they're the yeah, coolest yeah. things ever. Yeah, um, Eli, let us know in the Facebook group. Let's do one more question. Um, which one should we do? Let's do. Okay, Michael says, what is a cheap yet good uh, octave pedal? Basically, I'm unsure if I'd actually use one, but always intrigued by them. I do want to spend good beer money... Uh, I Sorry, I don't want to spend good beer money on something I may fan- find out that I hate. Joe Branton, you're a fan of the octaves. Uh, what would you suggest Well, it depends Michael if he wants to go for? down or up. Um, but, well, uh, because, or what about both? Well, if you want to do... Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're all going to say what the best thing on the market is, which is the electroharmonics... Um, micro or now nano pog yes um, which gives you a, a dry signal on a rotary control uh, a sub octave and an octave up and the tracking on it is incredible for for a company that I don't I don't think are someone that I'd look to for quality they're more someone that you look to for something weird um, and for some reason, electroharmonics tracking on all of their effects to, of this type is better than I think the, better than Boss do. I'm sure it's in line with. Uh, I haven't heard the TC. Was it called Sub and Up? Yeah. Um, well, you heard it in the amps because it's the same effect. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, then the, the low tracking wasn't that good on okay. that either. And like there have been some others. I mean, if it's just an octave down that you're after, I don't think I've ever heard anything better than the OC2, the Boss OC2. Sure. I mean, they're not a current product, though. No, you'd have to go and you'd have to find an old the one. The OC3, I think we've never been as happy with. No, not at all. What about you, J Cross? Uh, 
I've never used an octave pedal. No. But, but the, I when I was when I was working in the shop, I always recommended the EHX. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just if if you don't if you're not bothered about presets, if you're not bothered about like really intricately nailing your sound it's just like well what do you want do you want your dry signal yes or no do you want the up signal yes or no do you want your uh low signal yes or no it's like what 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 more could you possibly need i i it's just it's all about tracking really i think and yeah completely completely and that i think it does i think does it very well yeah there are i mean there's definitely reasons why you would go for the boss oc3 uh if you want that much more mechanical vibe but i think if you want natural sounds then the other option the, the oc3 has is it it's got a separate function to give you the octave with drive as well it has so it acts as a it's a bit weird sounding though isn't it it is a bit of a weird drive you can't control the gain of yeah, the drive yeah. so it's sort of a predetermined is it is it one of those things where it's like the more you dig into it the more drive you get not, not really. really no weird it's weird it's kind of like uh, like as undynamic almost as the ds1 is it's just it's like not having a ds1 of, in there basically yeah. yeah it's not how very weird yeah, yeah. it was an odd okay. addition so yeah. micropog i think for all round really yeah um with that i think we should wrap this up we've gone well over time um thank you for joining us this week um as always um you can hear more of this an extra half an hour of this uh on our patreon page patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds where from as little as one dollar a month you'll get some uh, bonus on, features. Much? Or just the $1 a month. You will get the podcast ad-free and early for $5 a month. You'll get an extra half an hour of Patreon content, um, which we are going to record now. This week, we are going to be talking about our hopes and dreams for NAMM 2017. What hopes else do you get for dreams. an extra £5? Pounds? You also get access to, well, not only $5. All, the, all the content that we've already recorded, which is like a hundred hours or something now um, you also get access to the mini series that we've been recording which includes Branton's Ranton uh, where Joe talks about the things that he hates in the guitar industry um, and also all the interviews that we're doing um, we've got one coming out this week uh, with Cynthia Schemmer of um, not only the band Radiohead, Radiator Hospital but Radiohead Radiohead <laughs> of the band Radiohead um, and She Shreds magazine which is super interesting Jay did the interview and uh, yeah definitely worth a listen um, and then for $10 a month, you become one of our executive backers, um, like these people have. <laughs> Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Steve Merkel, Blair Toms, Carlos Manja, Andrew Marco, Mark Cross, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Pitt, Paul Corrigan, Jack Godfrey, Will Clare, Scott O'Brien, Matt Quine, Phil Thompson, Laurie Anstis, Luke Granite, Colin Anderson. <laughs> There are almost too many people on there now for me to do that. That's it. Yeah, there's only 20 spaces on that tier. And that those is 20 people who have uh, filled up the spaces. Holy if moly. We, the only way we could get more people on there is if we, we need to save up enough money for Joe to go on those that breathing exercise course. Circular breathing. Yeah, so that you can... Yeah. Wait, can I do it? Can I... Can we just make him stop breathing? Laurie Anstisfield, Tom's at Will Clare, Jack Godfrey, Paul Gordon, Andy McKenzie, JD Short, I could do this all day. 
please don't okay. anyway if you enjoyed that you can see more of us over at the YouTube channel youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos where normally we'd be streaming this podcast um, this week has been an unmitigated disaster because of the internet I yeah think. sorry if you tried to watch um, it on the YouTube it didn't work. sorry if we've been a bit why. distracted as well if you're listening on the audio I think Jay's been trying to sort the stream out and stuff um, but you can also follow us on Twitter at guitar nerds on Instagram at guitar nerds I'm sure Matt's going to post up some pictures from who? his uh, yeah who uh, he's going to post up some pictures of his trip um, I just post up <laughs> pictures of guitars and stuff pictures um, of his of trip. his trip and uh, do join the Facebook group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum guitar nerds out for this week I think <sighs> cheers gang thanks bye bye deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.